Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hi, welcome everybody. Today (laughs) is all about Turkey Day. (laughs) My name is Carrie Muth and I'm one of the sight loss instructors with the Whole Foundation and Learning Center and today I'm joined by our ACB host, who's also a sight loss instructor with Whole Foundation, Michael Babcock. You want to say hi, Michael? Hello, Michael. Oh, I mean, hello, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm also joined today um, with my co-facilitator, Teresa Christian. Hi, I'm a sight loss instructor as well. Thanks for reminding me of that. (laughs) Good. Um, I will say uh, during this, towards the end, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about more about Whole Foundation and how you can get on their uh, email list to find out about their Zooms each week. But right now, I'm going to go ahead and let Teresa start us yeah. off. Okay, we're going to do a little icebreaker. And the question of the day is, what dish are you looking forward to for Thanksgiving so, Michael, you give us. Oh, yeah. Uh, give me one second. I'll give you those. Uh, okay. One second. <laughs> no, don't say that. <laughs> okay. So, if you are on, I'm going over the commands, correct? Yeah. And then, yeah. And then call on people because now we're, people are starting. Perfect. To, yeah. Perfect. So, well, <clears throat> if you are on Windows, you're going to mute and unmute with uh, Alt. Okay, just the Alt. Yep. There we go. Uh, and then you're also going to raise your hand with Alt Y. If sorry. you're on the Mac, you're going to use Command Shift A to uh, unmute yourself. And if you are wanting to raise your hand, you can press uh, Option Y. If you're on the phone, you'll go ahead and press Star Six to mute and unmute, and press Star Nine to raise your hand. And then, if you're not talking, we do ask that you mute yourself. And if uh, we get a lot of background noise, then we will go ahead and mute you on our end. Uh, and your first uh, person is Kalindra. I think that's how you say your name. She's on a telephone. I probably yes, misspelled. This is that. This is Calandra from Fort Worth. There you Texas. go. Hi. Um, What's your? Yes, I was able to call in early, but what I am looking forward to two days from now is to have Thanksgiving at my church. I've talked a lot about it um, since um, I was on these community calls. And I'm looking forward to it. I planned for it and I had transportation for it. We usually would have a big turkey dinner after service. And I haven't been for two years. Last year I missed it because of the COVID. But hopefully this year I will get a chance to enjoy it. But in the past, is is there I have, is there is there just a second? We're just trying to is there a particular dish that you're looking forward to right now? That's what we're just working on. Uh, a dish? Uh-huh. Oh, I like, I like all of them. You like the whole turkey. thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Turkey and dressing is one of my favorites. That's your favorites. Okay. Thank you. Who's well, next, Michael? 
That is the only hand we have right now, actually. Okay. Well, tell me she's not eating alligator for Thanksgiving, please. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't sound like it. EG, you want to go I, next? Yeah. And, and the question of the day is how many a points is it worth? A dish that you're looking forward to on Thursday. Um, a sweet potato casserole and sauerkraut. Mm. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Okay, I have to ask you more about that later. Okay. We have Tony's iPhone. Tony, okay. Good afternoon, everybody. Um, my favorite dish to eat around Thanksgiving is turkey, ham, and macaroni and cheese. Mm, okay. Yum. Mm -hmm. My my son makes this okay. baked yeah. mac and cheese with jalapenos and bacon in it oh my gosh it's so delicious <laughs> uh, no. hello everybody this is dj hi dj go ahead I'm with tony and my favorite thanksgiving meal would have to be turkey dressing and or stuffing with a little cranberry sauce i have to mix a little green in there so give me some string beans or collard greens I love sweet potato, and uh, for dessert, any kind of pie, with the, except pumpkin. Uh, I can go for sweet potato, I could go for apple, cherry, or even lemon meringue. Mm. If I get a fruit pie, I got to have some ice cream with it. So okay. That's my story, <laughs> and I'm full already. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who's next, Michael? Um, you can go, Teresa. Me can go. Okay. Um, yeah, like the rest of you, I'm having a hard time. Like, which thing is I really, really love mashed potatoes, and if they have garlic in them and cheese, mm. I love them even better. And I and I put pie, pecan. Pecan pie. I really love pecan pie. So who's next? Is there any other people? Or should we... Okay. I, I guess I can say what my favorite is. You could. So yeah, is, is homemade bread and stuffing. Mm. So the total carbs that I usually don't eat lately, but you know, <laughs> hey, I am, I am enjoying. <laughs> the time to celebrate. Exactly. Did Michael share his favorite? Uh, so green bean casserole, probably. Or uh, our, our neighbor calls them heavenly eggs. I've always known them as deviled eggs. But, uh, you know, that's that's my second favorite for sure. Um, somebody new come in? I think uh, Linda has her hand her. up. Okay. Uh, probably, it's not necessarily my favorite, but it's probably what I'm looking forward to the most in a sense is chicken dressing because I so seldom make dressing. I do like it. And when I make my dressing, I'm not, I'm not a very good meat eater. So it'll have just a little bit of chicken in it and be mostly dressing and I'll be gravy for it. Mm -hmm. Yum. Yum. <laughs> hey, do, do you guys know the difference between dressing and stuffing? No. Okay. There, there is actually a difference. Um, because I looked this up because I always called it stuffing. Then people say dressing. The difference is whether or not you put it in the bird. If oh. you put it in the bird, it's stuffing. If you don't, it's dressing. All righty then. Okay. So, so Linda, when you make yours, do you put it in the bird or no? 
No, I, I just I, I, I just put some chicken in the dressing. Okay, so so yours is dressing. See, mine is stuffing because I stuffed the bird. <laughs> <laughs> there are no other hands right now. Okay. Okay, okay so yeah, I'll go on. Um, yeah. So we want to encourage everybody to think about later on in the thing so you can kind of think about it while we go through some other stuff today. Um, we're going to talk about, you know, what we might be thankful for regarding our, our blindness or our sight loss. So, you know, that just keep that in your head. Now I have a few questions. And so I'll have people raise their hands and we'll take a couple If people don't get the right answer after three, then I'll just give the answer. So how long was the first Thanksgiving celebrated? Any, uh, Calendra. Kalindra, you want to go ahead and, well, I, and unmute I, and, and let um, us know? Oh, sorry. Hmm? We heard you for a second. Hello? There Hello, you are. I'm here. Yep. Um, I would say, you know, about maybe four years. Nope. Nope. EG's next. EG, what do you think? Uh, two, two days. Nope. Incorrect. Any <laughs> other guests? Nope. All right. Three days. Ah. Okay. Now. Good party time. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Family. Yeah. So what meats were served? You know, we all like the turkey and the ham, right? Or um, the chicken's dressing apparently but what meats were served for the first thanksgiving not seeing any hands yet no guests take a wild guess yep all right nobody wants to guess okay venison swan duck and goose hmm. oh wow no turkey no turkey um and you know my pastor was talking about stuff on sunday and he said actually they had uh and i did not find verification of this but he said they actually had five deer that they used because there was like 53 pilgrims and um you know over 80 or 90 native americans at the first oh wow yeah okay we'll do one more what okay. seafood was served at the first Thanksgiving? See, it's all about food. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody want to take a guess? Okay. Lobster. Oh, Tony. Okay. Tony, you got any guesses? Yeah, I'm going to take a stab at it. I could be wrong, but was it a crab and shrimp? Was it what? Crab and shrimp. Ah, uh, nope. Those aren't on any of those like four things list listed here. Anybody else have a wild guest? You got a guess? What about this is DJ, by the way? Yeah. What about uh bluefish? Bluefish, that's a guess. All right, so they serve lobster, oysters fish and eel so i guess blue fish would count blue fish in there right 
Why yeah. not? Even if he is yeah. blue. It could have been red, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> he was a red blue fish. I don't That's a lot of food, but you know, if there was yeah. 120, 30 people there, then that would that would be necessary, especially for three days. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it's not needed... like they had a uh, oatmeal for breakfast, right? Well, no, and I wonder, you know, they didn't have Alka-Seltzer either. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. All right. Well, we'll go with into a couple of jokes here. Um, why was mom's turkey seasoning off a little bit last year? Because she ran out of time. (laughs) 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 What is the official dance of Thanksgiving called? Chicken dance. (laughs) The turkey trot. (laughs) (laughs) It could be that, the chicken dance. (laughs) I like the turkey trot better. (laughs) (laughs) What was the turkey suspected of? Foul play. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I know. So, you know, hey, we're going to have lots of little groaners today. (laughs) (laughs) So, Tracy, you want to go ahead and talk more about gratitude? Yeah, I have a quote. I really love this quote. Gratitude is a currency that we can mint for ourselves and spend without fear of bankruptcy. Fred DeWitt Van Amberg. And what I think is so cool about that is that it's free and it's, and it's endless. We can, we can um, be as rich as we want to be with gratitude. And, you know, the thing about gratitude, I had a hard time with the word gratitude because I thought it meant like groveling. No, <laughs> it doesn't mean groveling. Um, it just means being really appreciative of, you know, whatever you have going on in your life. And it doesn't have to be big, earth shaking things. It can be as simple as I have toenails, I have toes, that makes walking a lot easier. <laughs> I'm breathing, the sun is rising, you know, it can be. And the cool thing too, about being really grateful about little things is that really widens the horizon of the potential happiness you have to bring into your life by being grateful about all these crazy little things. Um, and let me get down to my next thing here. Um, okay. So what I would like to do is go around and say something that you're grateful for. Just it doesn't again doesn't have to be anything earth shattering. Just just a little thing that is good in your life. So can we get some raised hands or else we're going to call on you? <laughs> Hold on. Kalindra, okay. Well, first of all, I'm thankful for the Lord Jesus Christ. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't exist on this earth. And second of all, I'm thankful for friends and family. And because I live here, 
Um, I'm thankful for the place that I live in that I have a roof over my head and a roommate and friends to talk with. And I'm also thankful for my church. So that's pretty much it on my end. That's some pretty big stuff. That's all really important. We have Amber. Amber. Okay. Go for it. Hi. Amber. Hi. Um, I've thought about it. And um, right now I'm thankful for Kindle Unlimited because yes. it gives me a whole library of accessible books to read. Yes. And who's next, Michael? That is it right now. Okay, well then call on him. <laughs> Linda's on the spot. Linda. <laughs> oh, Linda Merriman has their hand up too. So who's going? Linda. <laughs> okay. Uh, a couple of things. You know, one of the things I'm grateful for is all the things I don't know to be grateful for. And what I mean by that is, I have dry mouth. I didn't know to be grateful for my saliva. I have dry eyes. I didn't know to be grateful for my tears. And there's so many more things that can go wrong in my body that I don't even know about that I'm sure I'll be grateful that I had them when they do. And then I hear stories that you guys tell and, 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 and things that have happened to you that have not happened to me. And I, I feel grateful that I've, I've, I'm healthy in those things. I'm also very grateful this the COVID years have been kind of hard years, as you all know, and many of us have stayed in and not had much social contact. So I, when I discovered the Zooms, they made a whole huge difference in my life. And I've been very grateful for that. Those are some excellent things to be grateful for. And Tony. Tony. Okay, this is Tony. I'm grateful for life, health, and strength. And I'm grateful for this um, community, this these community calls, because um, if it wasn't for these community calls, I, <laughs> I would be probably bored out of my, you know. But um, that's um, what I'm grateful for. And DJ is here. Looks DJ. like we're all cloned in the same cloth here. But I'm <laughs> going to make this short and sweet. Of all the things that I could ever, ever be grateful for, I am most grateful not only for Jesus Christ, God our Father, but I'm grateful for you. Yes, that's right. I said you. Because if it were not for you and all of us here, we would not be together. So I'm grateful for you. Awesome. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Love <laughs> it. Not seeing any other hands yet. Okay. Carrie, you want to say something you're generally grateful? I am so grateful for my family. I have um, an amazing sister that's always supportive. And I have four adult children that are just amazing. And um, 
yeah. So I, you know, and, and four amazing grandchildren that make life worth it. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's my reward for all those teenage years <laughs> when I didn't want to be grateful for my kids. <laughs> so see, mu- Michael, those teenagers, you know, eventually. <laughs> yeah, eventually. Yeah, thanks for the yeah. reminder. Uh, he must have knew I was going to call on him next. E.G. is next. <laughs> well, I am grateful for whiskey. <laughs> and um i'm i'm grateful for both my son and my friend linda who's on this uh for helping get us through the pandemic my son was able to work remotely on his supercomputer stuff from home and um and linda and i have shared a lot of time together and we talk about the zooms and uh whiskey oh by the way whiskey is my cat so and then I'm very grateful that I that I discovered the Hull Foundation and the work that they do and the people who have become my friends through my association with Hull. Uh, I, I think I mentioned to someone, but about two years ago when I started looking at coming back to Oregon from Texas, where I live now, uh, I made good friends in Coos Bay, Bill and Jeanette said, why do you want to come back to Oregon? You don't know anybody here. You don't have any friends here anymore. You've been gone too long. And now I have lots of friends in Oregon. And that, that, that makes me very satisfied. Well, I'm glad you clarified about whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That is good. Is there anybody else wants to go next? No. Okay. Michael, do you want to have a go? Sure. I am grateful or thankful for, I'd say my job, because with COVID, definitely things could be a little bit complicated. I've gone through a couple of jobs during COVID, but the positive thing is, is I have a job. I have a way that I can help support my family. And yeah, so, and and I'm always learning something new at work, which is exciting for me. Yeah, that's awesome. And you have a job you enjoy doing. Well, I don't know about it. Enjoy- oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I like it. It's fun. It's exciting. Nice. Okay, so Carrie, you got a joke for us? Sure. What did the what did the pilgrim wear to dinner? A harvest. A harvest. Oh, har. Okay, I was okay, gonna go. Right. What? I should have stressed that differently. <laughs> what song should you sing on thanksgiving oh all about that based it's all about that based (laughs) (laughs) okay okay how can you unlock the greatest thanksgiving event bring the Turkey. <laughs> Unlocked. But I'm okay. Oh, okay. I, I, I gotta up do this with one. these. I don't know. Some of these are really lame. Okay. Consider you know, what is likely to be the most considering COVID, what is likely to be the most popular side dish? Masked Mask potatoes. Potatoes. Yep. 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 <laughs> that was good. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> let's see. Let's see if we can find some more trivia. Oops, wrong file. Oh, oh there, there, that's the correct file. You know, 
this website I found, I can't like copy and paste into a Word document. That would make my life easier. Let's see. Oh, come on. <laughs> Being cantankerous, oh. eh? Exactly. We already did that one. Computers just do that, especially when you're on the spot, just like your little kids do. Who was the first president to pardon a turkey? John F. Kennedy. Interesting. Pardon a turkey. Hmm. I should have what, done what was the crime? On that one. I don't know. <laughs> I know. See, I should have uh-huh. been a joke one. It could have been a crime. That makes no like, sense. What? Yeah. Okay. Which president made turkey part of an annual event? Anybody have any guesses? Which I know Lincoln made-, made it a holiday, but I don't know about the turkey part. Yeah, it was not Lincoln. Kalindra, you got a, a, a selection, a choice? <laughs> Kalindra? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Which, which president made turkey part of an annual uh, event? Um, I would say uh, Richard Nixon. No, nope, it was, was not Richard Nixon. Any other guesses? Linda? I, are we still on the one about pardoning the turkey? I was talking to my granddaughter. Oh, the pardoning the turkey? Let's see, you know, who, let's see, which president made Turkey Day a, an event, right? That's what it was, Carrie? Oh, yeah, yeah, this one is, which, which, yeah, this one is, which president made Turkey part of the annual event? I don't know that, but who, who was it that pardoned the turkey? I missed oh, I'm sorry. John F. Kennedy. It, it was Kennedy, okay. okay. And I, that, but, we so, couldn't, yes, but we one. couldn't figure that one out. Yeah, that one made no <laughs> sense. I should have pre-read, right? So we have another hand raised to try to guess who did the, who brought the turkey to the annual event there, Michael? Yep, Tony. Tony. Yes. Um, What's your guess? Was it Lincoln? Nope, it was not. All right, we'll take one more guess. DJ. Here's DJ. What about Roosevelt as in FDR? Nope. Wow. It was, it was not. It was. George H.W. Bush. Really? Dipped in sauce. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. There, there's more uh, presidential questions later, but okay. So, so here's my next question, guys. How many calories on average are consumed by each person on Thanksgiving? Oh, Lord oh, Almighty. <laughs> Do we even really want to know? More than any of us should eat in a day. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Calendra? Calendra, you got a good guess? Uh-huh. Uh, how about, how about 1,000? 1 to 5,000 calories? Nope. That's Incorrect. probably my guess. Nope. What? Nope. That's it, too is it, is it hot or cold? Oh, too much? That's cold. Okay. okay who's next? Linda? Linda. Oh, did you say that was too much? That was low. Her one thousand. Oh, well, I was, was going to say about three thousand. Well, that's closer, but still not it. <laughs> still low. <laughs> <laughs> Next. 
<laughs> EG? EG. I'm going to say 3,224. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong! <laughs> Closer! Still Tony? no! Tony. Hi, this is DJ. I'm just going to make a joke out of this. You see okay. how many calories are consumed by the average person on too many. Too many. <laughs> That's true. All right. Any other guesses? Amber. How about 3,000? Uh, what, what Amber? 3,000. Uh, that's still low. Didn't somebody say 3,000 already? Yes. Yes, yeah, so you get oh, another okay. free shot. I missed that. How about uh, 4,000? Oh, getting closer. Still not there. Okay, this is Tony. <laughs> how about This is Tony. Tony. How about 5,000? Oh, that's too high. 4,500. Oh, yay! That's like double than anybody should do in a day, right? (laughs) Double and a half, yeah. (laughs) And and how much do you have to walk to get a pound off? Oh my gosh, forever. (laughs) Or or like how many calories in a pound? I guess that's what I wrote. 3,500. Yeah, so this is over a pound. Yeah, so yeah. So like a few a few miles to get that off. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> so yeah, so you know all those miles for the whole foundations walkathon event going on right now. There we go. Boy, could do lots of good, right? Right. We're gonna have another. <laughs> no one kidding. Up, I think too. Right. Yeah. Later. Ooh, here, here's another. Uh, I'll give one more money one. This one's a money one. How much did the world's most expensive Thanksgiving dinner cost? I'm going to guess 5000 <sighs> Nope. Too high or too low? Way low. Are you serious? Way low. Does it say what the context is? Like, okay, is it royalty see. or? Whose or... dinner was this? Yeah. It was a New York City's old homestead steakhouse. Wow. Linda. Okay. How about seven thousand? Nope. Um, you said how low? much? What, Kalindra? How much was it? Was yeah. it? Yeah. Was it eighteen dollars? Nope. Way off. Way low. What was I? Was I too hot or too cold? Way cold. Was I too cold? He is way cold. Okay, Linda Berryman. Wait, is uh, yeah? Is this just for one person? I it doesn't it does not specify. But I, if this is one person, boy, that was a very expensive meal. <laughs> <laughs> it is leftovers like no tomorrow. Be a whole bunch. I, I I have no idea, but it, I was just thinking it would be nice to know if we're talking about one person or a group. <laughs> I know. This yeah. is DJ. I'm going to say $22,114. Way low still. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't know. Oh, no. I, you don't undo me. Okay. All How right, about 40000 Low. Linda Merriman? Are you kidding? I, I, I'm, my da- when I answer, I, my granddaughter takes my name down, and I don't realize it because I always take my name, my, I mean, my hand down later. So my oh. hand is not supposed to be up. <laughs> oh, okay. How about a hundred? I'm just gonna shoot for the moon. A hundred thousand. Still not enough. Oh my gosh, that has to be for surely. Okay, okay, a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. 
Okay, I was close. Uh, that's what crazy. all did they have? Boy, that I would don't be nice. know. You know, I should have researched this, right? And found out what it was more information about it because that's crazy. Yeah, I like, yeah, it'd be interesting for the details. Like, oh, yeah, that's fascinating. Ooh. I like this to, question. Yeah, oh, you want to go you, on to something else? I'll save this this okay. cool uh, question for next time. Okay. Okay. So the so the so we're gonna go on to. Do you have a tradition, family tradition, or personal tradition about Thanksgiving that you like? My family didn't really a lot when I was a little kid. We had to tr always travel to my dad's family, and they were really boring. There were no other cousins my age, so so it was oh yeah. So that wasn't fun. That that was boring. So that was the, our my growing up tradition was Thanksgiving was really boring. <laughs> we have so, EG. Yeah, go for it, EG. Well, normally um, we if it's cold, we'll build a fire in the fireplace. And then after uh, we settle down after our Thanksgiving dinner, uh, as a family, we would sing Alice's Restaurant, all 18 minutes worth of it. Oh. And we'd play along and, and sing Alice's Restaurant as loudly as we could. And we do that every year on Thanksgiving. And it's just a, a wonderful tradition for us. And it's a great little song. Um, my son and I went and saw Arlo Guthrie in concert about a year and a half ago. And it was his last, last stop on his last tour. And he did Alice's restaurant and his comment, he came, it was after the break and uh, intermission and he came on and said, if I'd known I was going to have to sing this damn song, every, every concert for 40 years, I would have made it a lot shorter. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a great tradition. I, I don't think I've ever heard that song. <clears throat> oh, YouTube you, it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Kalindra? Yeah. Or Kalindra? Yes, um, I'm probably not going to do it this year because I explain I'm going to uh, to my church for Thanksgiving. But when I was at home and I was living either at Westchester Plaza, between Westchester Plaza and here, I used to go home to my mom's for Thanksgiving. And sometimes, a lot of times, she would cook dinner for us four or we would have family over occasionally but we would uh i used to help her in the kitchen a lot of times and the way we would do that if we had a tradition my dad would carve the turkey after we would say grace and everything and we would serve plates and stuff either for the kitchen or we would do it family style is what people would call it so my tradition is a little different this year because i didn't get a chance to go to my church last year because of the covid but next year hopefully i'll go to my mom it will have our tradition there nice yeah. anybody else want to want to share their favorite tradition I will, I will tell you guys mine. Um, my, my twin granddaughters are nine. And since they were two, we bake bread the day before Thanksgiving. Um, 
And the first year I did it, I, I have these little mini bread loaf pans that I thought, okay, they can both play with their dough and make it. No, they helped us form them all. And you know what? They're getting to look pretty good now. <laughs> we had some really fun looking loaves of bread in the beginning. <laughs> so nice. they are actually going to come. They don't have school tomorrow. So they're going to come spend the night at grandma's tonight so we can bake bread tomorrow. And um, so that's uh, when I was growing up, there was, you know, I was my grandma's shadow. And um, I just try to, I just have a lot of positive memories being in the kitchen with my grandma. And so I've tried to do that with my grandkids. And so last year, my grandson, who was <clears throat> oh, nine months old at the time, he even got to play with some dough. Um, and I made his mom and dad eat his bread. But <laughs> 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 so, so I don't know if my four month old grandson will, will be get to come and play in some dough tomorrow yet or not, but you know, we'll see. <laughs> That's a great tradition and what a great memory for them later. That's so cool. Yeah. Do you have a tradition, Teresa? Not really. I would say what seems to pretty consistently happen is we just have something unusual, you know, not, not your usual turkey and ham. A lot of times we'll have um, other things like, like this time we're having lamb. That is not a usual thing for our family. Um, my son, uh, one, one year we did, um, the word is eluding me, filet mignon, and uh, that, was, that was good. One year, okay, my son's birthday is very close to Thanksgiving, like this year it's tomorrow, but often, you know, every so often it ends up actually being on Thanksgiving, and one Thanksgiving he wanted this casserole that I used to make when the kids were growing up, but it was with hamburger and, you know, just really, but he wanted it with all like buffalo meat and, you know, organic uh, <laughs> uh, pork and beans and you know, everything like that. And I thought, oh, this is crazy, but okay, it's his birthday. We'll just, you know, go. With it. And I'm telling you, it was so good. It was like, eat yourself sick Thanksgiving dinner <laughs> kind of good. It was, it was, it was kind of crazy, but yeah, it was, so that's, that's what ends up happening with us. So we have unusual things. Another thing we did one time, and then I'll, then I'll be quiet, um, is we did, you know, the, the Spanish thing of tapas where you have things that are just like one or two bites. And we did that one year. So you could just kind of snack all day long. It wasn't a sit down meal. That was really fun. And we had some really unusual stuff um, for those, for the topas thing. That was, that was a good one. Yeah. Tony. Yeah. Okay, when we was coming up, what I liked was Mama would make some homemade bread and homemade rolls and put butter on the table and the rolls on the table. Then rolls were gone before dinner time. <laughs> Yum. No, there, there, that's what I'm going to miss this Thanksgiving is her homemade bread. Yeah. You know. You, you can't beat homemade bread. Yeah. So that did, my... did you learn to make it? No, ma'am. No. Oh, yeah. That, that's no, that's no, rough. Ah. Yeah. My daughters did. They learned how to make it, but they're not coming until um, Christmas time. Oh, so, so you but... might have to eat bread at Christmas. I eat it both times yeah. myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So that that's mine. Okay. Is anybody else yet? Not that I am seeing. Okay. Should we have that next trivia question, Carrie? Oh, well, I'll I'll, I'll do a couple jokes, then we'll do the the question. Okay. So what kind of tood is appropriate on Thanksgiving? Gratitude. (laughs) Oh, geez. Okay. (laughs) Okay, what? (laughs) What is something that is usually... insulting but not on thanksgiving being called a turkey (laughs) a family member giving you the bird (laughs) you know why the farmer wasn't invited to thanksgiving why because he was being a turkey (laughs) (laughs) how did the salt and pepper welcome all the guests Oh dear. By saying oh. seasonings greetings. Okay. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, we'll get back to trivia question. Oh, wait. Wrong document. Why didn't it go? Oh, there it is. Okay. All right. All tab doesn't always get me to the right document. Oh, I know the question. I just don't know the answer. Oh, come on. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Play nice, Carrie's computer. Exactly. And then it keeps getting me up by the venison question. Maybe Carrie just needs a new computer. Oh, there you go. Uh, I did that two years ago, you guys. Yeah, it's time for a new one. See? Yeah, see? When was the first? Coming up Sunday, get one then. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) When was the first Thanksgiving NFL game? What year? 2000 BC. (laughs) I think you're extremely cold. (laughs) Somebody raise their hand. Got to have a football fan out there. Michael, did somebody raise their hand? Yep, Kalina. Or Calandra. Calandra. Yes, I'm a cowboy fan, but... I would say the first NFL football game would probably be in 1977, wouldn't it? Nope. Nope. That's kind of late. Can I? Can I? Any other choices? Yeah, go ahead. Well, is there somebody else that has a guess? I haven't seen, but I know the answer. Okay. (laughs) Go, Teresa. No, no, if you know the answer. Oh, no, I Googled e- it. E- oh, watch. <laughs> EG has a guess. EG has a guess. Uh, I'm thinking uh, 1964. Nope. Still pretty cold. I was going to say 61. Nope. Nope. Sometime okay, in the 50s, maybe? Oh, closer. Oh, little, okay. That, yeah, closer, oh, but still a little later. We're thinking, we're thinking on TV, and it wouldn't have been on TV. Uh, in the 50s so it must okay. have been on the radio so you're saying a thanksgiving day game not when, necessarily yep, on when TV. was the first thanksgiving nfl game uh, how about sometime in uh, the 30s oh getting closer oh wow okay 20 still <laughs> 1920 
Michael, wow. is that what your Google found? No, Google let me down. <laughs> Google <laughs> told you... me 1934. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, Google if, was wrong. I wonder if that was maybe the radio. Yeah, because it was the Detroit Lions versus the Chicago Bears is what it says. Okay. Wow. So next year it'll be, no, last year it was 100 year. years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. That Wow. Okay. And that was, what the, was the source on 1920. Broadcast. I am on a website. Gosh, really? I go up there and it's going to. This is just a 50 Thanksgiving trivia questions and answers site. But who, who, but who, but who put it together? That's the question. Oh, I don't know. Okay. That's the I'll big question. I'll find that out later. Ask these hard you know, questions. We're asking you all the hard questions, aren't we? <laughs> I know. I know. Okay. Who was the first president to receive a ceremonial Thanksgiving turkey? JFK. Nope. <sighs> not JFK. I'm not going to Google it because Google will just lie to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sooner than or later than? I don't know the order the presidents were in. <laughs> I've got a school of wild, man. I, I'm going to say Her Herbert Hoover. Nope. Nope. The uh, vacuum president. Teddy Roosevelt, the first. Nope, there's mm -hmm. Harry S. Truman. Oh, wow. Oh. Ooh. You know, so a oh, lot of this, these. This was really an unequal first Thanksgiving. Oh, go ahead, Teresa. Oh, a lot of these holidays that we're so used to, and then when you find out the history, they didn't start all that long ago. And I find that really interesting. Yeah. So that this question sounds odd to me, and this would be interesting to research. How many women were at the first Thanksgiving? Like the Pilgrims Thanksgiving? What? Yeah. Those Indians. Okay. That, that's what I'm wondering. I, I don't know if they counted Indian women or something. This low, this number seems really, really low. So yeah, because I'm seeing a low number here too. Yeah. Any any wild guesses? Three, five, uh, five. Who said five? I did. Amber. Amber, Amber did. Amber yep, did. it was five. That seems really um, that, off. That does. Unless they only were counting white women, you know, um, the That's pilgrims right. themselves and not the Native Americans. Exactly. But even if it was just the white women, that still seems really low. Wow. I know. Hmm. That's true. There there's actually uh, on NPR this past week, there was a, a woman who was from the Indigenous Peoples Society or something mm -hmm. and talking about Native Americans in the first Thanksgiving and said that the story that we learned in school was not correct. Yeah. And said mm -hmm. that in, in essence, that the first Thanksgiving celebration was actually a celebration of an Indian massacre when the troops returned. And it was really um, it was a feast but it was not as we see it in that there were no native americans there uh, at, oh, at, the, at the first wow. but they kind of stole it from the indians harvest celebration so it became sort of associated with native americans as well oh, but that I would explain see. why there may have only been five women there because it's mostly soldiers returning from a battle within with native americans in the area yeah okay. that would make sense that would make sense then yeah, yeah. 
And someone had to wash the dishes. <laughs> and back then, it would have had to be the women. <laughs> what do you mean back then? <laughs> hey, you guys, I got to tell you this funny thing about washing dishes. When I bought my house 22 years ago, I was telling somebody, oh, yeah, you know, I was going to buy this house. And um, it has a dishwasher in the kitchen. And my dad's like, Carrie would not buy a house without a dishwasher. And I said, Dad, you're wrong. That's the first thing I'd put into a house. <laughs> Might buy a house without one, but <laughs> I hate what I don't mind washing dishes. I hate putting them away. Probably because when I was a kid, that's what I got stuck doing all the time. Putting them away. Okay. Hey, here's another presidential question. Okay. Which president made Thanksgiving a permanent national holiday? Lincoln. Yep. <laughs> It was Lincoln. I thought oh. I had to say that earlier. Wow. Okay, which president ordered the first national day of Thanksgiving? Wait, how's that Probably different? Grant. Than... Okay, so which president first ordered a national day of Thanksgiving? I remember hearing something about Grant and Thanksgiving, so maybe it was him. Nope, not Grant. Wait, how is that different than the previous one? Because the previous one, a permanent national holiday. Oh, I see. Oh, so then okay. it would have been before Lincoln. That's right. Okay. Yep. So which one did a first national Calendra. day of Thanksgiving? Calendra. Kendra? I was going to guess, was it, was it Franklin Roosevelt? Nope. George Washington? Yes. <laughs> oh, alrighty. Alrighty. Should we go on to the next thing? Yep. Okay. <clears throat> so, and we haven't heard Michael's uh, Thanksgiving tradition. Do you have one you want to share? I'm trying to think. I don't really have too many traditions. I guess eat a lot of food at family members' houses. <laughs> hopefully, I'm not the. Hopefully, we're not the one hosting it because that means I get to do dishes and I don't have a dishwasher. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah, eat a lot of food at family members' houses. Okay, <clears throat> so now what I want to talk about is things um, to be grateful for about being blind, which I know can sound really weird, but there are some things. And, but first I want to read you, there's the top 10 things that are great about being blind. I want to read that list to you first. Okay, here we go. Number 10, we can read in the dark. <laughs> Nine, we are relieved when we say we, we, we read Playboy for the articles. <laughs> Eight, you have an ironclad excuse when rock, walking arm in arm with a romantic love interest. Seven, we don't have any acrimonious arguments with our spouses about what color to paint the kitchen. <laughs> Six, and this is mostly for men, they don't have to answer the delicate question, dear, does this outfit make me look fat? 
Michael, does that save you at times? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> and uh, this next one, five, during the blackout, we can still mix a mighty good martini. I don't think people have, I think martinis seem like they're sort of a thing in the past, but um but, you know, one time I was taking a guitar class in college and the lights went out and they wanted to cancel class. And I'm like, what's your problem? Why, <laughs> Why do you need to? <laughs> okay. I got to tell you guys, when I was uh, younger, I wanted to go um, into the Air Force because really I wanted to go to West Point Academy. And I ended up in an argument one time with an Air Force recruiter. This was like 30 years ago. And he's like, well think of it this way he goes what imagine you're in this four-story tower and you're at the top and all of a sudden there's a blackout and you have to run down four stories to throw the emergency light switch i was like who better than the blind person (laughs) carrie yeah one of the reasons you may not have gotten into the air force is because the west point is for the army <laughs> see, see, there you go. Thanks for the not the knowledge. <laughs> see, he has to bring up these things. <laughs> hey, this was my twenty-year-old mind thinking. Okay, so <laughs> I think I'm a little brighter at thirty, but you know, hey, <laughs> I was thinking, like, like you wanted to get into West Point because of all the cute guys. Was that? The oh deal? yeah. <laughs> okay four was we don't have to look in the mirror in the morning and see all the wrinkles that popped up overnight three we don't have to look look at just one more photo of paris hilton and britney spears so who would it be now wouldn't be those two would be other people okay two we play poker with a marked deck the number one greatest thing about being blind, according to this list, is we never have to be the designated driver. And they don't know being blind oh. drunk. And to answer <laughs> your question about the photos, it would be the Kardashians. Yeah. Ah, okay, there we go. <laughs> okay, so. So I want to think about, you know, there are some advantages of being blind, and I know that does seem like an oxymoron in a way, but I think it's true. I think there are some things. And, you know, this morning in the shower when I was thinking about this, what came to my mind first was, you know, and there was a study done on this, um, too, and um, People are very skilled at disguising what they're feeling and thinking by with their face and with their, um, you know, gestures. People are not skilled at disguising what they're feeling with their voices. And so for us, being able to, you know, hear somebody's voice, a lot of times we can detect stuff going on that sometimes they're not even aware of or, you know, that um, other people won't pick up on and, my phone's going to ring again. I can't turn it off. I'm so sorry. And then another thing that, that I am grateful for about being blind is that, you know, I don't get those initial impressions about how somebody is looking. So I'm going to mute so you can. Amber has her, her hand up. Okay, Amber. 
Amber? You are muted, Amber. Well, while we let Amber find her mute button, I will say one of the cool things that I'm grateful for, I have a couple of others here I'll talk about in a few minutes, but it's a guide dog. You know, when my kids were little, they always wanted a dog, but then you got to train them. You know, we get these awesomely well-trained animals. <laughs> oh, here I am. Hey, yeah, you Where found it. I heard something okay. at the door and muted and forgot to unmute. Oh. <laughs> so, um, anyway, that's a couple things. First is, um, I, <laughs> the, well, I was actually just thinking about this, this sort of thing earlier. Um, I remember a time in high school where, um, this we were doing an experiment on reaction time and this guy said oh let me try let me try because our teacher said if you catch the dollar when i drop it then you keep it and this guy tried like three times and he didn't catch it like it passed right through his hand and mm -hmm. i said let me try and mm -hmm. my teacher goes okay amber give it a try it was clear he and everybody else had their doubts but i went up there and on the first try i caught it <laughs> because i listened he said i'm gonna drop it now and as soon as he said now it was like you know within that millisecond i closed my fingers and there it was <laughs> i guess the first guy was looking down to see when it would fall uh, yeah. but, and then uh lately a more kind of recent example is um i've always been a bit of a pun expert or master of the puns and it was never something that really was valued i mean yeah people think puns are funny but there are things i can do with sound and words that i kind of held back on over the years but i recently got involved with a group that kind of is interested in sumerian research which i've been in that for years and the admin is really he loves puns so i started kind of bringing out a bit more of my skills and you know playing with words, putting things together, making connections that other people might've been missing because, you know, I'm able to listen and I'm like, you know, kind of what's happened is it's like, oh, so uh, you like what I have to offer. All right, I'll keep it coming. And so I've actually managed to develop my skills. So I guess what it comes down to is I'm thankful for, you know, being, you know, relying on that sense of listening. You know, I'm thankful for my sense of, you know, my sense of sound, not just being able to hear, but being able to, my ability to do things with sound that other people may not be able to do because they don't have to use it to compensate. Yeah. That's, That's really cool. It yeah. is. It's very cool. Yeah. Anybody else have their hands raised? Want to share what something about Oops. your, that you're grateful for that, you know, if you didn't have the sight loss or blindness that you may not have. So I'll share mine because there's no other hands right now. And those who don't know, uh, my wife used to be, uh, Teresa knows this story. So my wife used to be uh, a training lead at my one of my jobs a couple of years, well, uh, 12 years ago. Wow, time flies when you're having fun. And uh, 
she leaned over my shoulder once and was helping me with something and I smelled her perfume and long story short, I looked her up on Facebook and I texted her and I said, if you don't want creepy blind people to text you, maybe you shouldn't put your number on Facebook. By the way, her number <laughs> is no longer on Facebook, but I think that that opening uh, pickup line would have never worked if I could see, because that would be an awkward conversation there. <laughs> oh, that, that's awesome. really good. Yeah, I yeah. love that. And I don't see any other hands right now. Okay. I will mention um, a couple of the big things in my life that um, if I was cited would not have happened is one, going to college. Um, I was the first person in my family to get a college education. And I had found out at the age of 14, I was a freshman in high school that I would, is when I found out I was losing my sight. And, you know, my dad used to tell me that, he said, you know, your sister can wait tables, your brother can pump gas, you can't do either, you need an education. And those words carried me through all the struggles. Um, I started going to college when my oldest son was 18 months old. I took two terms off when my daughter was born. And I actually stopped halfway through a master's program when I found out I was pregnant with my third child. Because <laughs> 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 I was just like, Oh, it's too, too much. Um, you know, but it, it, it's really one of those things. If I, I hadn't had the sight loss, you know, I never would have been encouraged to continue education. And so I, I'm very, very thankful for that. And I'm proud that, you know, being that first. Now I have a couple cousins who are nurses and, you know, a few other family members now that have gone. So, you know, it's kind of like going in there and showing it can be done. And, you know, along with that, it's opened up doors um, career-wise. Some of the things I've done, I wouldn't have been able to do without education. Um, and uh, so that's been great. And the other thing, um, other thing that I'm really been grateful for that kind of goes along with that, because, you know, if you have more education, statistically, you earn a higher wage. So I was able to work more part-time as my four kids were growing up. I I was more of a single mom than not. And so I was and thankful to social security <laughs> because between social security and working part-time, I was able to um, have my kids pretty minimally in daycare. And um, so I'd work mostly when they were in school. And um, so that's something I'm very grateful for. It wasn't, uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of extra money. In fact, you know, I'd get, hey, thank you for scholarships for, uh, you know, football scholarships in high school so my son could play every year. And, you know, thank you for all these other, um, you know, things that kind of help. But, you know, I am so, I feel so blessed that I was able to be a bigger part of my kids' lives, you know, and I've thought of that, you know, quite often. Had I been fully sighted, I would have had to work at least full time. Um, and still struggled. And so, so that's a big, huge, you know, thing that I've been grateful for. And those paths would not have been there had I been cited. So anybody else have anything that's been a big blessing surrounding their sight loss? Nope. Okay. So we'll go back to some trivia questions then. All righty. Oh, 
Oh, come on. <laughs> and I don't know what's going on with my website now. Maybe we'll go to some jokes because it might work. <laughs> well, I've got one. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. What is the name of the peanuts float in the Macy's? Or actually, let me think. Um, let's see. Name a float in the Macy's Day Parade that is based on a book. Oh wow! No idea. SpongeBob square pants. That's not a book. <laughs> That's a show. <laughs> but it might have started as a book. So many shows did. I don't know. That's true. I'll have to look that up. Anybody else? Nope. What is it? Oh wait, Cinderella. Well, I never thought of that one, but or Snow White. No, Snow White. It's Snow White. I didn't see Snow White in the parade last year, but the one that I have in mind is Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Oh, oh really? They did a float? Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, it's either a float or a balloon. Uh-huh. Hey, Michael, I think we have a raised hand. Oh, nope. Lin- Linda keeps raising and unlowering, raising and lowering her hand. Yeah, it's it's the grandkid, remember? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so why were the square pants was a book by and it's published by random house interesting anyway sorry random fact <laughs> thank you michael <laughs> i'm gonna have to look that up yeah i know michael, there was michael a book a... from spongebob but i didn't know that that was actually based on a book was it a series i don't know i'm gonna go down this rabbit hole i'll get back to you <laughs> <laughs> michael okay. is like the king of multitasker he nice. is so, why were the beans accused of being jealous of all of the other side dishes? Because they were jelly beans. <laughs> nope. Because <laughs> they were so green. Oh. Green with jealousy. I know. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say because they were green with envy. <laughs> <laughs> what is a running turkey called? Turkey truck. <laughs> Fast food. Uh, oh oh, oh. Oh, this is cute (laughs) who should you invite to your friends giving your palgrims your palgrims (laughs) your what palgrims instead instead of pilgrims palgrims oh okay oh Why why did the turkey bring a microphone to dinner? Why? He was ready for a roast. Nice. <laughs> you know, you know, they, they call it a roast when they, you know, have somebody up and people make all these comments about them and that kind of stuff. Yeah. They call it a roast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Michael, did you find any information? Yeah, it was released in 2006. It's on Random House Audio just so people are curious they are audiobooks and there's eight books in the series oh wow. nice wow and no hands no. do you do you know what you eat for breakfast um do, do you know what you eat for breakfast while the food's cooking for thanksgiving dinner what cinnamon puns of course 
<laughs> Come on. Hey, maybe I got back to the trivia question. Oh, cool. Yeah. Now if we go down to the right spot. Are we going to do recipes today too? Uh, we're going to do, um, actually, we have a recipe swap coming up in December, I guess, uh, for, for the holidays. But I guess if you had a recipe you'd like to share, is it a simple one? No. Well. <laughs> <laughs> wow, now you're tempting us. I was, at a, I was on a call the other day and somebody said that, that one of their favorite things was a Jack, I think it's a Jack Daniels, homemade Jack Daniels cranberry sauce. Ooh. Yeah, I really <laughs> wish somebody would do a tutorial call on peanut butter balls for the holidays because I really want to learn Oh, to they're so easy. So, really? so I make peanut butter balls. Yeah, yeah. So I can look up the amounts here in a second if you want. Um, but you just, you munch up like a package of graham crackers and you mix in with peanut butter and uh, powdered sugar and you mix it together and then you make balls out of it and then you melt like almond bark or you could melt chocolate if you wanted chocolate on them. So you melt that and then you dip them in it and let them sit. You don't have to cook them or anything. They're amazing. Oh, that does sound good. I'm going to use Ghirardelli chocolate chips this year. Last year we used something. I don't know what it was but you could taste the paraffin. Oh, um, oh, yeah. Okay, here, here's a good trivia question. Which president refused to celebrate Thanksgiving? I don't know, but if it were Christmas, I'd say President Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> Was it after or before Lincoln? Oh my gosh. Priya, I don't know. I don't know the order. <laughs> I, I know we're being turkeys asking you all the hard stuff. <laughs> it was Thomas Jefferson. Oh. Refused to celebrate Thanksgiving. Wow. The original Tom the Turkey. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> seriously. Wow. Do we know okay, why? So, so, nope. I don't know why. Okay, so. Which president declared two Thanksgiving days in one year? Oh, Thomas Ooh. Jefferson, because he forgot to celebrate it. <laughs> <laughs> nope. He remained that turkey, Tom. <laughs> it was James Madison. Oh, well. Sounds like he was mad at his son for not being grateful enough. I was going to say, these early presidents don't sound like they were very grateful, do they? I know. Yeah. Oh, Amber, hey. that was bad. Uh, <laughs> here's, here's one. Man, uh, I thought that one was going to fall by the wayside for sure. For a second. <laughs> so, I, think, so I think that's which... an Amber alert. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's another presidential one. Which president tried to make Thanksgiving the third Thursday to help boost the economy? Hoover. Nope. I think that's been my lifetime. Say Roosevelt. 
Ah, very good, Teresa. Oh, it was Roosevelt. Okay. All right. Okay, that, now, which president officially made it the fourth Thursday of November? Uh, Franklin with- Delano Roosevelt. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we got two for the price of one from him. Sounds like <laughs> yep. it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, this is this is a cool one. Which president received a live r- raccoon as a Thanksgiving president? Teddy Roosevelt. Nope. No? Nope. That's what I would have guessed too. <laughs> Ulysses he, S. Grant. Nope. Lincoln? It was nope. Calvin Coolidge. Oh, interesting. Sounds like he got a rather cool present. <laughs> wonder what he did with it hmm. made a hat <laughs> <laughs> probably <laughs> okay, okay so eg probably knows this one which native american tribe celebrated with the pilgrims for the first thanksgiving no anybody Whatever tribe squanto was in <laughs> oh, I'm gonna, I, I, I should, I should it, not have it's a long person. it's a long name I can't think of it though Narragan, Massachusetts it? tribe mm-hmm. the Wampanoag, Wampanoag? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know how to pronounce that Spell it? I might. <laughs> let's see W-A-M oh, oh great P-A-N-O-A-P Wamp uh, what? Wampano- W-A-M-P-A-N-O-A-O-G-A. Wampanoga? Yeah, I don't know. Probably it's crazy. Yeah. No A at the end, though. Oh, okay. Wampanoag, yeah. I think. Okay, I think uh, Linda already... Maybe it was Linda. Which Native American... Um, <clears throat> What, friend Squanto? acted as a as a translator yep <laughs> squanto i actually um heard his name wasn't it that it was like oh it, there was a couple letters before squanto to task squanto or something um hmm. and they they shortened it let's see that was the quantum theory <laughs> <laughs> Or since nobody can figure it out, maybe it was the string theory since it's stringing us along. (laughs) Amber alert. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, you guys. So, you know, we celebrated in in November thanks to Roosevelt. But in what month was the first one most likely celebrated? October. Nope. That would be my guess, too, because the Canadians still celebrate it then. The December, like after it was all over? Nope. September. Yep, September. EG got it. Yay. And weren't too many options more for <clears throat> guessing. <laughs> Only about 10 more or nine. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. How, how many things give... What? <laughs> How many turkeys are prepared for Thanksgiving in the United States each year? Lord Almighty. None of them are. They're not prepared for it. (laughs) 
<laughs> Let's see. We need to find out how many people live in the states total. Divide that by four for the average family. And then we'll probably get our answer. Oh, here we go. This is good. Yes. Okay. So are you going to try try to find that out? Alexa, yeah. how many people live in the United States? According to the population of the United States, the population of the United States is 331 million people. 331 million people. Now let's divide that by four and we should get an average amount of territory. About, eight, about 80 million. Yep. Yeah, no, <clears throat> that's not correct. It's 46 million. For once we were too high. <laughs> okay, so in essence, one for every six person, every sixth person. Mm-hmm. See, yeah, because it's getting together in families, right? Yep. Yes. I thought the average family size was four. The average family sizes, but now you gotta count grandparents, aunts, uncles, and cousins too, because everyone comes together. True. Yeah, so so my Thanksgiving day will have about 20-ish people. And there's wow. one turkey. That's that's roughly our ours too. We're planning eighteen to twenty. So, yeah. Oh come on, this is annoying. I don't know where my computer. That's, yeah, that's frustrating that it does that. About what? Okay, so here, what percentage of Americans eat turkey on Thanksgiving? Forty. Nope, you're way too high. Twenty. Because no, still too high. We know Teresa's not in this number. <laughs> um, how about fifteen? Still too high. Five. Really? Wow. Is this, Five don't high. don't eat or do eat. Do eat. What oh percentage? no! Skip. Skip. Sorry, you guys. Hey, this was my fault. What percentage skip turkey on Thanksgiving? Oh, okay. Okay, okay. so 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 this makes more sense. Numbers wouldn't have been correct on how many how many turkeys. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Then five percent. Right. I'll, I'll go with that. Five. No, to 10. that's too low. Ten percent. Okay, seven. Ten percent still too low. Twelve percent. Twelve percent. Okay. Huh. Ooh. 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 Okay. okay, what year was the first turkey trot? You know, the schools around here still do turkey trots usually, and the kids can actually win a turkey. Yep. So that's like oh, a little really? bit race. Yeah, they do a race. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but do- you just got television last year. <laughs> <laughs> KCBY is now on the air. <laughs> All right, eighteen ninety six. Wow! Wow! In Buffalo, New York, huh? Oh, very good, Michael. That was the next question. Oh, oh. I, I think Michael's got like a uh, intravenous connection to Google. <laughs> maybe don't tell anyone <laughs> maybe he found my website <laughs> i didn't send it to him <laughs> no but google did <laughs> hey how many what percentage of americans prefer thanksgiving leftovers to thanksgiving dinner I like them both, but leftovers, some of them, if they're done right, can get better with time. Yeah. So what percentage of Americans would prefer the, all those leftovers? 46. 
Too low. 72%. How many, EG? 72. Uh, still too low. Really? <clears throat> oh, what, what did you say, Amber? 80. 80, yes. 80%. Wow. Wow. Ooh, okay, I think somebody mentioned Thanksgiving in Canada. When is Thanksgiving in Canada? October 12th. I think it's the 18th, isn't it? Hang on. I think I got this one. Hey, we're going to look it up. This is Monday, October yep. 10th. I have the uh-huh. okay. calendar right here. Okay, here we go. Um, it's the oh, second Monday in October. You said this year yeah, is the 10th. It's so a, Yeah, it's the second Monday in October. Oh, that's it. Okay. Well, yeah, the reason you know, I know is because I get paid to work in Canada on Mondays, and I don't get paid for that day, and it throws me off uh, every year. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can I tell you a quick it's story? It's the 11th. About... It's the it second the Monday. this year in Canada. Monday, Can I okay. tell you a quick story about uh, yeah. Thanksgiving yeah. in Canada? Yeah, uh, yeah, a good friend of mine, Frank, and I, we flew up to Calgary uh, one year to go and try and catch. Like, we're both uh, very, very um, heavy duty bird watchers. I mean, we've, we've birded all over the country and both have seen more than 600 species of birds wow. uh, in, in the U.S. Anyway, we flew up to we flew up to Calgary and got there and did not realize it was Canadian <laughs> Thanksgiving and nothing. I mean, nothing was open. And um, so there were a few restaurants that were open, but that was it. And and we couldn't figure out why there were no crowds. There was nothing going on. Everyone was just uh, and we were and unfortunately we were we got there after the summer birds had left, and we got there before the winter birds arrived. Oh, so no. we, we saw one woodpecker the whole time we were there. And although I did in downtown Calgary, I did get chickadees to eat out of my hand. Uh, oh, big bird seed on my hand. So that that was the highlight of the trip. Wow, <laughs> that would be pretty cool, though. That part. I would prefer a Monday for Thanksgiving because then you you get that three day weekend. You don't. There's no questions of do I work Friday or not. You get the three days off. Oh, oh I, yeah. I'm just lucky and have Friday off anyway yeah. with pay. Yeah, yeah I, I have a great employer that does that. So. So so you want Black Tuesday then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but geez, nowadays everybody like does this early bird black Friday thing, so it doesn't mean what it used to. No. So what about what let's go around and everybody talk about their most memorable Thanksgiving. Okay. Apparently, EG's was a Canadian Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Am I supposed to put my hand up? No, we can hear you. Go for it. Okay. Well, my son had been gone for a while because he worked in D.C. He uh, worked and went to school in in Washington, D.C., and I hadn't seen him for a really long time and I didn't know he was going to be coming home and I was having Thanksgiving dinner at my mom's at that time and he just walked in the door totally I I don't know if other people knew but I totally didn't know totally surprised me so that was probably one of my best memorable Thanksgiving um, because I hadn't seen him in like three or four years 
Oh, wow. And he, he was in DC um, getting his architecture degree at um, the Catholic University back there because this mother wanted him to have the best place to go for his education. <laughs> Good mother, yes. And this is a horrible um, empty nester mother here, probably worse than anybody. Um, so when I saw him, that that was my highlight. So that would be mine. That's a good one. There was the time when I was convinced for years that Thanksgiving was on ha- was right after Halloween, like the day after, <laughs> because there was this one year when I was in like kindergarten or first grade when my mom decided to do exactly that. She spent the entire day after we'd been trick-or-treating the night before cooking for Thanksgiving. And then not only did we have dinner, but we took dinner to the fire department. I spent the next several years thinking Thanksgiving was right after Halloween or not even having a clue when it was at all. Oh, wow. (laughs) It took me years to finally figure out that it was supposed to be somewhere toward the end of November. How old were you? Um, I think the initial incident had to be when I was around five, maybe six. Okay. (laughs) And it just messed me up for years after because I literally (laughs) had no clue. (laughs) Mom traumatized you. That is funny. It didn't traumatize me. It was just like, huh? I meant Uh, that jokingly. Like, I remember the next year, like, I was this kid who had this unusually good memory and I was really confused the following year as to why we were not having Thanksgiving dinner right after Halloween again. I'm like, wait, isn't, isn't today Thanksgiving? <laughs> Did you That's ever funny. ask your mom why she chose to do that that year? No, because the t- by the time it finally really came clear mm-hmm. exactly what had happened, which was about six years later, uh-huh. during which time I was like okay I know Thanksgiving is sometime after Halloween I just don't know when it is I know it's in November though it finally by the time that finally came clear my parents were divorced oh. <laughs> yeah man it took forever for that to finally come clear <laughs> that's funny yeah <laughs> okay this is Tony hey, hi Tony, Tony. Okay, um, the mem- the best memory that I have for Thanksgiving is when we, um, my sister lives in Fort Lauderdale, and we all went down to Fort Lauderdale, and we all had, I mean, we all had, thank- we, we had Thanksgiving, and it was hot down there. That's, you know, it was about in the what? 80s, 85, and we having Thanksgiving. I was like, my goodness, it's hot down here, and we having Thanksgiving. Uh, that was the best thing. Then we could go out and get in the pool, and oh, that was the best Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Welcome, Jean Marie. Oh, is Jean Marie here? Yeah. Then it said Regina. Oh, was it? Re- re- I it's, thought Regi- it was- it's Regina Marie. Oh, Hello. Regina okay. Marie. Oh. Hi, welcome. How are you guys? Good. Hey, do you have a, 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 a most memorable Thanksgiving you'd like to share? 
I can, but I came in because I was listening on ACB Media 5, and I know why Thomas Jefferson didn't celebrate Thanksgiving. Oh, you do? Uh, you do? Oh, uh, awesome. I do. Tell, tell, tell. So, first of all, it wasn't an official holiday until Abraham Lincoln made it one in 1863. Mm-hmm. And so, before that, presidents had to issue a proclamation. And oh. Jefferson wrote a letter to the Baptists saying, he didn't oppose the holiday, but he opposed presidential proclamations. So he, number one, he wanted smaller government. And number two, he also believed in the separation of church and state. And he didn't want any kind of holiday that favored any religion at all. And so that's where he came from. But he celebrated the holiday. He just didn't issued the presidential proclamation he felt that that wasn't the right thing to do so it's kind of complicated and yeah um also they wanted it to be um franklin delano roosevelt tried to move it um mm-hmm. up one week so it'd be the third week of november yeah to give retailers longer time between thanksgiving and christmas and there was such a backlash that they moved it back to the fourth thursday oh wow <laughs> So I'm glad you joined us. History <laughs> stuff. And I have to say my most memorable Thanksgiving was the last one with my mom. She recently, well, she passed away two years ago. It feels recent, but um, we, she made tamales and I don't know. It, it was, it wasn't, it was just the last time we were with her and she's special to yeah. me. So that's yeah. my memorable Thanksgiving. That's a great memorable one. Yeah. yeah. You know, my mom's Regina? been gone over 10 years and it's, it still feels like yesterday. Yeah. It, it does. Yeah. EG? I was just going to ask Regina if she knows anything about the first football game on Thanksgiving, whether it was 1920 <laughs> or 1934, since she seemed to have some really so, good sources. So EG's iPad, the 1934 one was the first broadcasted one. Yeah. I think uh, that was because, yeah. Okay. The other one was just played, but yeah. the broadcast, they they couldn't broadcast. I was surprised it was 1934 for the broadcast, because doesn't that seem like, can you imagine what that probably sounded like? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Not as clear as ACB media, that's for sure. No, and that, that <laughs> real sounded primitive like recording like equipment. They were there, it sounded like their voice like this. i've listened to some stuff on turner classic movies and i'm like people's voices really did not sound like that back then what in the world is this like the the way they make the women sound is just really strange because women do not sound like that today so it's like for sure it's not an evolution of the vocal cords it must be the sound what do you mean, big boy? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their voices, it, the men sounded like they were kind of cartoonish, and the women sounded like what I would imagine the stereotypical Victorian ingenue to sound like. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So I guess uh, when we do our Christmas event, if we're going to do trivia, we got to research some of these answers. <laughs> More details. Well, yeah, exactly. I love research, so I'll help with that part. I love. Oh, awesome! Research. Oh, yay! <laughs> okay, so 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 Regina, if you don't, do, are, do you um, 
know of Whole Foundation? Are you on their list? No. Or what, oh, what state are you from? Regina? California. California, Regina. Okay, I'll reach out to ACB and see if I can get your contact info. Or um, you. you can contact uh, Whole Foundation and let them know to get a hold of me. So that would be cool. Okay. Yeah, cool, Regina. That would be cool. We'll let you help with our Christmas one. That would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I thought the whole foundation only served Oregon. Oh, um, no. No. Oh, no. No. Oh, no. Yes. I'm in Texas. I mean, on the Alabama. board. Yeah. Did you, did you still have a question? I see your hand still up. I, I was going to tell you to talk about my favorite Thanksgiving experience, but we kind of got off track. So I, I was waiting if, if it came up again. Oh, okay. Well, go for it. Well, my my favorite Thanksgiving experience was really more than just Thanksgiving Day, but I was a student at Portland State in 1971, and I had, had not been home to Missouri in St. Louis, where I grew up, in, in a couple of years, and I decided to hitchhike home for Thanksgiving and surprise my parents. And anyway, so there was a, there was a share ride board at Portland State at the time, and I was able to find a ride, someone that was going to Salt Lake, and I thought, well, that'll get me about a third of the way home. So I, I shared a ride to Salt Lake and we got to Salt Lake uh, in the morning and I got dumped off on the freeway and uh, on an interchange. And I was there uh, trying to hitchhike up to uh, Interstate 80 going across the mountains. And the wind was coming down off the Wasatch Range at the time. and It was cold. It was obviously November. And I was there all day and, and it was starting to get dark and I'd been there since morning. And this guy stopped and picked me up and he said, you know, I, I really feel bad for you. He said, uh, you know, I, when I went to work this morning, you were out there and you're still there. I'm only going about 15 miles up into the mountains, but it'll get you out of the cold. You know, it was, it was just a really nice gesture. And uh, so he did get me, you know, about 15 miles up to, it was like two or three exits up into the mountains. And then I got a ride and then, and then I ended up at this rest area. And uh, I'd been awake for around 40 hours at that point. <laughs> and um, I, it was really weird. I still remember this day the time I was fully sighted and I was in this rest area just trying to get warm for a little bit and whatever was white was black and whatever was was black was white and my eyes had just kind of my brain had just kind of did a trick like that with me which was Ugh. really weird but I got a ride and then I was riding with this guy in pickup truck a real nice guy and we were going across Nebraska and um, I said well what what are you hauling and he said oh I'm just hauling a little bit of dynamite I go holy crap <laughs> <laughs> so we got to got to Omaha and that was but I, I made it obviously and then I got to, I finally a couple more um hikes hitchhikes to I got to St. Louis and I I got there the, the day before Thanksgiving and I rang the doorbell and my mom answered the door and she was just like shocked to see me but it was it was a really good Thanksgiving and I decided on the way back that I would spend the what little money I had and, and got a bus ticket and took a bus back <laughs> so I didn't have to deal with the winter. So, but that was kind of my favorite experience. Partially just the, the, the trip itself, but then the look on my mom's face when I rang the doorbell. Wow. That's I cool. can imagine. So, how long yeah. did the trip end up taking going there? Well, seems like I left on a Friday. And no, 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 I would have been, I left on a Monday and I got there uh, a Wednesday, wait, late, excuse me, late on Wednesday. So, wow. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Hey, I want to um, circle back because somebody mentioned that Whole Foundation only 
serves Oregon. So whole foundation has, is it 22 acres? I always forget the exact 20, 23, 23 yeah. acres. Thank you. Um, in Sandy, Oregon, and it, they have a retreat center and they do have some on-site events and they have some coming up in February. They have a week long camp. They have an adjusting to site loss session in person that gives like practical skills training for people who need that. There's summer retreats as well. Um, and so people from all over the country come um, oh. to some of their retreats. So it's not just Oregon. And um, when COVID hit, they started doing Zoom sessions. So we run um, four to seven Zoom sessions a week. So not as many as ACB community calls for sure. Uh, but, you know, some, sometimes they're on um, practical stuff. Sometimes they're just fun events or chats. Um, you know, a lot of them are instructional, like uh, Michael recently did one on finding and consuming podcasts. He's going to do some creating your own podcast coming up. So some are technology, some are practical cooking or uh, wardrobe challenges, how to handle money. Um, and we always take, you know, suggestions from people. Um, so there are there we will be sharing information and in the ACB community call list there is a, a link there that you can get to their web page to contact whole foundation and you can always get on their email list they have a monthly newsletter and their December one just came out and so in that newsletter it, it has their upcoming retreats and it has their zoom schedule for the whole month um, and so so it's not just strictly serving Oregon and not all of us site loss instructors are in the Portland area. I am in Coos Bay, Oregon, which is on the Southern coast. Michael's a little, what are you Southeast of me, Michael, about 20 miles in Coquille. Um, yeah. One of our site loss instructors, Hiel is in Seattle, Washington. Um, so with these workshops, we're able to. One of the site loss instructors is in California. So we got the whole. Oh, West that's coast. right. So that's that, right. That's yeah. Right. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, Marty relocated down there. And and so, and they do offer too, if people are having challenges and need some one-on-one -on -one instruction, you can reach out to the office and those services are free of charge. So you can reach out to the office and say, you know what, I really need some help. I can't, you know, figure out how to do this or that, you know. So we do have Silos instructors can meet with people. We're not uh, certified rehabilitation instructors, but you know we are peers that have had sight loss for a long time in life, and we get pretty creative because we've had to be in life. So that's always an available thing too. Don't forget and, the reading in the dark book club. Oh yeah, do you go to that, Eg? Uh, I occasionally. I oh, went okay. this morning. Oh, did you? Yeah. Um, and Oral Hall is awesome. I mean, I, I went to their motivational uh, workshop uh, a month ago or so, and I've known about them. I live in Sandy, so, but they are incredible. I, the people, you meet the people, the people on here and the people at Oral Hall, and they're supportive and they have similar eye disease, you know, something wrong with their eyes. Um, I'm, I'm finding it uh, really wonderful. Thank you. Oh, come on. 
I noticed it seems like Kareth is on the call. I wonder if she might want to say anything. Oh, that's right. Kareth. I know she was going to be working in the back. I'm sitting here listening um, and, and Carrie and Teresa and EG are, and Linda, my goodness, Linda, the checks in the mail. That was a wonderful <laughs> thing for you to say. But no, I was just listening. You guys did a wonderful job of summing up all the fun things we have coming up. And um, yeah, we'd love to. It, we're really looking forward to this coming year. I'm thankful that we're going to have our park space really open and be able to see a lot of people and get our regular events and retreats and everything else on um, out at the park. And um, yeah, and we've, you know, and, and on those uh, retreats and visits and stuff, if you want to come out, um, I, I I think Carrie mentioned it, but, you know, we also, we do have some funds available to help people if, 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 you know, we don't want you to let, a funding situation stop you from coming out and joining us or participating. Um, so you can always reach out to us for more details and we're happy to help you. But yes, I this is an amazing place and an amazing team of people. And we love working with all of you and meeting all of you and we'd love to meet more of you. So I do hope you come out and, and visit us next year. I have a question. So the thing in February, it's a week long. What What's happening that with that? Ah, the, the winter retreat? Yes. Um, the winter retreat. We work with um, Adventures Without Limits. It's a group here that plans all kinds of fun things. And this time of year, it's usually things like it might be, we don't have the specific activities yet. It depends on, it's all based on what the weather and snowpack and everything is at that time. But we've done things from cross-country skiing to um, you can go inner tubing in the snow. Um other just getting out there into and doing some of those those types of activities um, and we do have some things here at the park too but it's we try to get out and get to the mountain um, we're not too far from Mount Hood so there's a lot of opportunities to get out and do some fun in the snow kind of activities that for that and we have it's all guided and they always have really um, fun things for us to try and all the equipment and everything else too. So it's safe and oriented for blind people. So it works. It is. Yeah. The, the group that we work with that provides these has worked with us for many, many years and they're wonderful. And they actually, a lot of our um, guests will come back multiple years. And so they get to recognize um, our, our, you know, who our people are and everything else. And so they, it's kind of like a fun reunion each time. And, and they, they gear everything. Um, we get lots of volunteers and then they gear everything knowing um that the group is going to be a mix of different degrees of sight loss um, and blindness. And so it's all oriented specifically to make it a really fun and safe experience um, and still be an adventure at the same time. Wow. And, and there at the park is really cool in that acreage. They have a garden that appeals to the five senses. They have a wilderness trail that there's actually a guide wire. You can go on it yourself the paths are all, you know, um, easy to navigate. So it's really set up for those of us without sight. Um, so, so it's a pretty, pretty cool facility to, to be able to visit and, you know, utilize. Um, the other thing is, uh, so Kareth Vance is the director for just so people know that. And um, they do make arrangements if you come out they will make arrangements to pick people up from the airport or the train station or the bus station. So 
they, they do help with transportation because their 23 acres is a little outside of town. Um, but yeah, it's a really cool facility to, to check out. So, um, and so for people, if you want to, and at the end of this meeting, I'll repeat these, I'll give you the phone number if you wanted to call and get on their email list or get more information. The phone number is 503-668-6195. Again, 503-668-6195. Or you can send an email to, sorry, oh, I'm going off, oralhole at gmail.com. That's O-R-A-L h-u-l-l at gmail.com oral hole was the lady was the woman that first dedicated her land set up a foundation and um, donated the 23 acres um, or you can uh, find us on the web at www.parkfortheblind.org so that's how you can get more information and Carrie, so, this is Kareth again. I just want to yeah. say um, uh, we are the website, um, the two gentlemen, one of whom may be on this call and is really amazing. Um, they keep our website up to date and it includes things like our events that are coming up. It's got a really good calendar on there. It's got all kinds of information about all the different programs and services, ways you can support us, it, whatever. It, it, it's a really good site with a lot of good information. Yeah. And, and Michael's really good about making sure that's accessible for us. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> so great. Does anybody have any questions of Kareth or anything about Whole Foundation right now? So that was hullparkfortheblind.org? Yeah, yep, H-U-L-L parkfortheblind.org. And that is the whole story. <laughs> hey, oh, she's good i know <laughs> hey i wanted to, to circle back real quick on that peanut butter balls recipe mm -hmm. amber were you the one that was interested that's me okay so i guess i can i can email this to um whole foundation so if you call them if people contact whole foundation you could get this recipe if you wish i got this from my sister and it's one box of powdered sugar so a one pound box which is three and a half three uh three and three fourths cups of powdered sugar one cup of butter butter not margarine i use butter butter mm -hmm. one one and a half cups of peanut butter and one and a third Third cups of graham crackers. So one and a half package of graham crackers that you munch up into little things. So what, what you normally do is you, you cream together the butter and the peanut butter um, in, a, in a mixer. I use a KitchenAid because I'm spoiled that mm -hmm. way. And add, add in the powdered sugar and get that kind of going first because as soon as you add those cracker crumbs, it kind of makes the blender go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then when it's all mixed together, you just take your hands and roll it into about one inch balls or whatever size you want. Mm -hmm. And you can use 
either a package of almond bark. They have vanilla and chocolate. Vanilla one's my favorite, vanilla almond bark. Or you can melt a package of chocolate chips with three tablespoons of shortening because it kind of helps thin it out. So you use either of those and you just dip the peanut butter balls in the, in the chocolate or the almond bark. And then you just lay them out. I usually put like wax paper or parchment paper on a cookie sheet and put them out there and let them dry. And then that hardens. So they're delicious. So there you go. Nice. I, I guess I'll send this in to Jennifer in case anybody want, you know, gets a hold of her and says, Hey, I need that peanut butter ball recipe. <laughs> okay. Um, and how do you keep your chocolate from scorching? Like what is the secret there? Because I've tried making chocolate or even babysitting other people's chocolate when they have to leave and go get other ingredients and I kill it. You kill it. Oh, oh yeah. I don't know what my, I got, the, I got the mm. ball of death the last time I tried to babysit chocolate for somebody <laughs> like scorched. Yes. Oh yeah. Scorched chocolate's awful. You know, I, yes. I, I honestly, I usually melt this stuff in the microwave. And once it's, you know, the, I got to tell you another delicious thing with almond bark is you take a half a package of almond bark and like half a cup of peanut butter, you melt it in the microwave and you pour it over 11 to 12 cups of cereal, um, like rice, you know, like rice krispies, cornflakes, and like Czech cereal, mm -hmm. a mixture of it. And you mix it up. It's easier than mm -hmm. making rice crispy treats. And you put it out on a cookie sheet and let it dry in little clumps. And it's amazing. It's nice. Amazing. Yeah. But if you're yeah. doing it in the microwave, you'd zap it, like only do it for 30 seconds at a time and then stir yes. it. Yes. Yes. Because it is. It will and that, quickly that crispy get, thing, you yeah. could even, if it clumps like that, you could even call it reindeer poop. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, Terry, uh, Teresa and Carrie, you guys have 10 minutes. Okay. Okay. Thanks. 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 That's thanks. just crappy. <laughs> I have to leave early because I have another one um, where there are a hole at three. Oh, okay. So uh, nice. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for joining us. You're welcome. And thanks for having this. Yeah. Uh, it's better every time because you keep meeting new people and it's just really good. Awesome. <laughs> So, EG did. Bye bye. Take care. Have a good Thanksgiving. Bye, Linda. So, EG sounded like he had a recipe to share. EG? He's muted. Mr. Stepped away. Um, I, I like to make zucchini. Um, pineapple bread mm. and, um, oh, this time of year. Mm. and I was talking about that and uh, on one of our we have weekly chats at uh, often at the on the, the whole zooms and one of the other people on who was also at the site loss uh, uh, um, uh, seminar her name is Anne lives in, in up in Beaverton and she she and I got into a conversation about all the different things you can try it with zucchini bread and she said she does blueberries with zucchinis. That's very well. I've tried zucchini and, and uh, strawberries and the strawberries didn't sit real well. They kind of, they floated to the bottom and someone told me that I, I probably needed to uh, dust them with some, some flour and they would have stayed a little bit uh, better. Oh. 
Um, but uh, and then she said her favorite though is zucchini chocolate chip bread, and um, where she just puts a, a a loving handful or two or three of chocolate chips in with the zucchini bread, and it gives it a totally different mm. flavor. So my thought is, if you're making zucchini bread this year, um, try something a little different, and you'll find. I mean, um, my I, I think Linda Merriman, you've had my zucchini pineapple bread, have you not? I have. And was it all right? You didn't die, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> so very good. Does it come out kind of like? I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead, Linda. I just said zucchini bread. Period is good. Yeah. Does it come out kind of like pineapple upside down cake? Kind of. Sort oh of? no, no, not at all. No. You use, cr okay. you use crushed pineapple. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds so good. So you know, it's like a lot of things that you bake, and I'm I'm a baker. Uh, of sorts I, I'm my son's a really good dinner cook fry cook and and bake it you know he, he does all kinds of stuff with Italian food but I'm a baker and um kind of like you Carrie I, I I got to make cookies with my mom when I was young and that was the one time I got to be to do anything in the kitchen because other than that um but and and probably unfortunately my mother was a terrible cook otherwise but her baking was good um and of course I remember the the the, the uh, fruitcake which she would do one drop of rum in the fruitcake and take a swig and then another drop of rum and take a swig. <laughs> but sometimes that fruitcake was a little bit weird. But anyway, um, so um, it's interesting to um, try different things. And if you're going to make a zucchini bread this, this, this uh, season, try something a little different. Experiment. The, the pineapple does make it more moist. And just like any other cake recipes, Sometimes you can replace an egg or with pineapple, um, crushed pineapple, uh, oh, and, or applesauce, so it, uh, that kind of thing. So I hadn't thought about zucchini applesauce. I'm not sure that's a good mix. But um, <laughs> um, the one thing I will, I, I might send to, to the office is I do genealogy as well. And I, I was able to come across my great grandmother's cookie recipes, uh, about 15 of them. And she was germ she was from Germany. And uh, she made a German chocolate chip cookie before the, the advent of Toll House cookies. And uh, it's a really totally different cookie because it used powdered sugar. Uh, it uses one egg rather than two eggs that you use in, in your Toll House cookies. And it's just a total different experience and it, it sits very well. And I'll probably, if, if, the girl, if the staff in the office is really nice to me, I might send them some for Christmas, Gareth. <laughs> Well, I'll send you my my uh, address too if you're going to mail some out. Yeah, seriously. Uh, okay. I'm not one of the girls in the office, but you know, EG, uh, you, <laughs> you, right? Regina Marie has a question. Yeah, Regina Marie. So I wanted to share that I make something called anything bread, and it's you you use it. Seriously, says two cups of pulp, so you can use a lot of different things from zucchini to pumpkin to whatever and um i had leftover uh yam sweet potatoes you know the canned kind mm -hmm. and i drained the syrup and mashed those up and they are delicious the bread is so light and actually mm -hmm. i mixed sugar so instead of doing all granulated sugar i did half brown half granulated well mm -hmm. like um not really half it was like a cup of granulated and half cup packed of brown but i I mixed the sugars and because I knew in yams, you know, you want to put that brown sugar. It was so good. And uh -huh. it's lighter than the other breads. So it comes out more 
cake-like. It's really good. Yum. Yum. So, so, so are you sending that recipe to um, oral oral hole at gmail.com so we can get access to that? <laughs> I will. Can you spell that again? The yep. It's O-R-A-L-H-U-L-L at okay. gmail.com. Cool oral cool. hole. Okay. Yeah, that would be cool. And you know, um, we're going to have to wrap up here because we're getting really close. Um, I do want to let everybody know we are doing a recipe swap, a holiday recipe swap um, in December. It's on our calendar and Whole Foundation is doing, you know, not all of our Zoom sessions show up on ACB community call list. So be sure to, to reach out Um <clears throat> by by emailing oralhole at gmail.com o-r-a-l-h-u-l-l at gmail.com or calling 503-668-6195 to get on the list so upcoming workshops next week michael's throwing things in the chat thank you michael put the email address and phone number in the chat if that's easier for anyone thank Thank you you. so next tuesday at one o'clock we have read more books, learn the Audible app. Um, and that will be on the ACB community call Wednesday at 10. Um, stocking stuffers, accessories for your mobile devices. Wednesday at 1, we have a walkathon update. It's kind of our wrap up for our walkathon event. Um, and that's a really cool event that comes along with daily email stories of adventures and all kinds of cool stuff. Um, Thursday at one o'clock, we have travel training for seniors and people with disabilities. And, and this is more of a, a Portland, Oregon type focus, but you could get a lot of tips and tricks on trying to learn to travel. And Thursday at seven, we have family dynamics during the holidays. Um, so that'll be a really interesting session. And if you're wanting the recipes that we talked about, you'll need to um, reach out to the office and they put together post-session notes on a lot of different things. So, and we always end with jokes and, you know, we've already had several motors and groaners. So we'll see what these ones are. By the way, Carrie. Yeah. I I just wanted to point out in case there's anyone on uh, this call that is not on the Pacific time zone. That all the times you listed were Pacific. <laughs> oh, That's thank correct. You, thank, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I try to remember that when I, uh, you know, I need to, I need to update my little cheat sheet when I do the ACB community call list to make sure I note that. Thank you. Okay. Why is it that the turkey did not finish his dessert? Because the turkey was already stuffed. Oh, oh man, I couldn't oh. unmute in time. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> he was stuffed. Okay, what smells the best every Thanksgiving dinner? Your nose? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Where do turkeys go if they want to dance? I don't to know the where. Butter ball. <laughs> oh. But they, they only do. go once. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Had a great time with you all, and be sure to, you know, watch for more events.
Thank you, Carrie and Michael. Thank you. And, and Teresa. Yeah. yeah. Thank and you. And everybody. This was fun. Cool. And we all yeah, need to have was. fun during the holidays. Yeah, that yeah. is so true. Have a good Thank you. I had a really fun time. Great. Waiting Thanks for those for cookies, Eiji. We are doing uh, something pretty similar right before Christmas and right before New Year's also. Great. Um, so yeah, so those will be fun. Carrie, could you stay on for a minute when when we hang up? 